0: Welcome to the Cuban Family Roots Podcast, a monthly podcast dedicated to discussing Cuban history and ancestral roots. I'm your host, Aileen Vega, podcasting from Woodbridge, New Jersey. As a genealogy enthusiast, I created the Cuban Family Roots Podcast to help others in their genealogical journey. I conduct interviews with Cuban researchers and geneticists authors and those with knowledge and expertise in Cuban history and genealogical research. I'm committed to conducting interviews that will point to genealogical information and resources to lead family historians in the right path to finding their family roots. From 1492, when Columbus claimed the island for Spaniards to present-day Cuban, our history has been rich and traumatic. Now our family history is slowly vanishing due to archival despair. Cubans inside and outside the island yearn to capture, learn our past, our origins, and our ancestral roots. Knowledge of our history is the key to keeping our Cuban family roots alive. I hope you enjoy listening to each episode as much as I enjoy producing them. The Cuban Family Roots podcast can be heard on Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can support us by simply listening and engaging. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cuban Family Roots Podcast. I'm your host, Aileen Vega, podcasting from Weirbridge, New Jersey. Today's episode is about genealogy myth. Genealogy without proof, as you know, is mythology. So, But let's examine what that means. Many information found online are sometimes misinformation or mythology about genealogy. The sad thing is that some people are comfortable in maintaining this myth and no one dares to challenge them. I believe that an honest genealogist or family historian will go through great length to document, verify, and corroborate information we add on our family trees. Because Cubans do spend a significant amount of money to pay a Cuban researcher to find documents. For many of us, this is done with pride because it is what we're passing down to the next generation. So today, Christian and I are going to challenge some of these myths and we're going to debunk them. So stay tuned for the right, and we'll be right back. Genealogy without proof is mythology. Let's examine exactly what this means. Many information found online are sometimes misinformation or mythology about genealogy. There's a considerable amount of misinformation and false myths in Cuban genealogy and history. The sad thing is that some are comfortable in maintaining these myths and no one dares to challenge them. An honest genealogist and family historian will go to great length to document, verify, corroborate information we add on our family trees. Cubans spend significant amount of money to pay a Cuban researcher to find documents. For many of us, this is done with pride because it's what we're passing down to the next generation and the legacy that we leave our descendants about our ancestors. Genealogy and history go hand in hand, many times we borrow from one to fill the other. It is important that we take pride and to always challenge and not accept genealogy myths of any kind, including those that claim to be factual historical occurrences. Why are these erroneous myths about Cuban genealogy existing? From claims that certain people are Cuban, or have Cuban roots, to romanticized historical tales that cannot be proven, verified, but yet are accepted as truth. I cannot answer these questions, except that some people do anything to have a royalty, famous person, as long as this is the intent, these myths will persist. Today we will debunk some of these myths. So you have three different um, myths, and um, you're going to talk about them. The mic is
1: yours, Christian. Okay, so the first myth are about some celebrities that were apparently were born in Cuba, but they actually aren't Cuban, or they don't make themselves, you know, or act Cuban in public. So I'll start with, I'll do two people. So the first one is perhaps, I think, the most famous, Rita Marley. She was the wife of Bob Marley, the, the reggae artist from Jamaica. Now, she was born in Santiago de Cuba, but she can't really claim to being Cuban. She's more Jamaican than anything. That's not to detract from her. You know, she had many merits. Cuban, she's not. She's Jamaican. The next one is an actor named George Stanford Brown. Yeah, he was in the 70s show called Rookies. Apparently, he was also born in Cuba.
0: Right, and, and one thing is that when somebody is Cuban, oh, they'll let the whole world know. <laughs> We're very proud people
1: oh yeah i mean you, you know automatically that andy garcia is cuban i mean you know like a lot of these famous actors they're they're all openly cuban they like to play their, their themselves and they have no shame in like yelling it to the world and shouting it out to the world you know yeah but these,
0: there's a lot of pride
1: let's say you, you were born in, in in moscow russia and your parents are cuban and you came back to cuba i mean are you russian or are you cuban you're, you're cuban you're not russian Second myth that I want to debunk is going to go more into the historical sense. So, uh, a lot of people have this false idea that Cuba and the 1959 you know revolution was about ousting the capitalist system that was in Cuba. That's not true. In fact, there was not even any anything to do with communism until like after Castro had taken over, after Batista had you know fled the country in you know New Year's Day of '59. But there was no actual initial mention of communism. In fact, the whole point of the Cuban Revolution was about restoring the 1940 constitution that was put in place in a democratic way, you know, and it was also about Austin Batista, since Batista had taken over control by a military coup in fifty-two. But another thing that a lot of people don't realize is that, for example, the Moncada barracks attack, that that historical, you know, event that happened in the precursor to the revolution, that A lot of the people that participated in that were were anarchists. They weren't communists per se. I mean, maybe there were a few communists there, but a lot of them were anarchists. A lot of them were students, you know? Right, right. So this, this is like one myth a lot of people talk about that's not true. Like the revolution had nothing to do with ousting capitalism. In fact, the whole point was just to bring back a democratic election since when since when uh, Batista took over control by military coup, I mean, it, the president at the time was Carlos Prio. And Prio was was a, democratically elected, decided to just take over control of the country like that, you know, w- without the people having a say. That was the whole point of the revolution.
0: Right. And it's very important for, I think, for people to get historical as well as genealogical information, you know, straight. Because all these things, you know, are things that we always wind up adding to our our family trees, and, uh, you know, we want to get the truth. So this is why I I decided to do this show. I think it's important that we know what's true and what's myth.
1: And that will take me now to the third point, which has more to do now with, like, what Cuban people are. A lot of people are unfortunately going to have this idea that Cuban people have to look a certain way or they have to have this certain, you know, appearance or background to be considered Cuban, That's also completely false. That's not true at all. Cubans, I mean, we we come in all shades of the rainbow and there's nothing, you know, shameful or weird about that. That's been that's always been like that. It's always been like that since the very beginning. I mean, if you look at a normal Cuban, we have family that that have all types of backgrounds, you know, And, and and that goes back to our history. You know, Cubans, I mean, we started off originally, you know spanish you know colonists coming to an island that already had you know three existing tribes you know the tainos and and then of course you know there are a lot of cubans that are white you know spanish descent so and then on top of that there are a lot of migrations from all over the world i mean we have arab cubans we have asian cubans from like china japan korea i mean we have everything we have lebanese moroccans I mean you can find Cuba, you can find Cubans of French descent or British descent. They've existed, you know.
0: Jewish, Portuguese, and the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. That I mean even in our own family trees we can see a lot of this different uh, you know, nationalities.
1: Yeah. I can see it in my family tree. I mean I I mean I I find a lot of like Spanish aunt, ancestors and i came to the to cuba but i i also have you know some sephardic jewish ancestry through my father's side there's even a a little bit of distant asian ancestry through my grandmother my my father's mother and i mean you can just find that there's a lot of stuff and according to a dna test i even have a little bit of like sub-saharan african in me too so it's like that's the the cubans are not supposed to look a, a certain way i mean they they It's a, it's a culture, you know, it's an identity. It's not really an ethnicity or a background.
0: Exactly. Um, I tell people that I'm Cuban and they they look at me strange because I have very straight, um, like a dirty blondish, very light brown hair, almost like, like kind of blondish. And, you know, my features are very European and and they look at me like, well, I have all of those backgrounds, but I'm Cuban. And, yeah. you know, it's funny that that, uh, that you're talking about this because it, it always bothers me when when people mistaken me for something else and then I have to educate them.
1: Yeah, and that goes back to my point. I mean, this also goes back to my, um, my point of like non-Cubans, for example. Now, those two actors that I mentioned, I mean, they may very well not be Cuban at all, but, you know, there are Cubans that, you know, have foreign backgrounds. Like, for example, Celia Cruz, her husband, from what I understood, I mean, he may have had some, you know, some like English speaking Caribbean roots, you know? Right. Right. And that's that's not unusual, you know? That's that's actually quite normal. I mean, we we've had plenty of those. I, I had a great grandmother that was born in Jamaica. You know, she, she was she was white, but she was born in Jamaica and she came to Cuba and you know, and, and if and I have Jamaican relatives, you know? And so I have no shame in that, that that's part of what it means to be from the Caribbean. I mean, from be from the Caribbean. I mean, we come from a fusion of cultures and that's why that's why I think a lot of us come to the United States and realize that, you know, it's not so much different because, you know, here in America, you know, this is a multicultural country, too. Exactly. And so that's that's those are the three myths, you know. So first and foremost, just because an actor is born in Cuba doesn't mean they're Cuban. Um, second, the revolution had nothing to do with communism. It was it, the reason most Cubans supported the revolution was because they wanted they wanted things to go back to normal. They didn't want a, a dictator just coming in, you know, watching in and, and taking over control of the government and, and ruining everything, you know. And and at the same time, the Cubans we don't look a certain way. What, I mean, what are we supposed to look like? A pizza, turón, or a croqueta?
0: Come on. <laughs> No, no, you're absolutely right, Christian. And now that you're you're mentioning that, you know, I want to talk about the three uh, myths that I want to debunk because I think it's really important. Do you know Iman de, Vare- de Varela? He was um, a political leader in 20th century Ireland. He was born in New York City in 1882. His mother was Catherine Cole of Ireland, and his father was Juan Bion de Valera. And um, father's birth certificate is, describes him as a Spanish- artist in 1853 however some people have placed his father's birth in cuba and i think it's important to say that this is not research or there's no information information out there that uh, proves that his father was cuban but yet i've seen in many websites people saying that Don varela is half cuban also, and, and I laugh because I'm like, there is nothing that proves that. No one in his family has have ever said that his father was Cuban. The 4th of July, the George Washington and the Ladies of Havana myth. Um, just to give a little background on that, the Ladies of Havana supposedly helped George Washington by playing a, a major role in the in the War of Independence. Supposedly, the ladies offer diamonds and a sum of millions of pounds equivalent to $25 million today. You know, I've spoken to a a few uh, historians on this because I really wanted to believe this myth. It sounded really nice. It was very, it's very romanticized. The people that I have spoken to, uh, they have told me that this is not not true. There's no documentation that actually shows um, anything like that. There's, There's no documentation here in America or in Cuba, that pr- can prove any of that. They're twisting this story. My my third um, myth debunked is the uh, the Atlantis discovered in Cuba. Um, as you know, I'm going to give you a little background on that. Um, this was this supposedly discovered in sometime in 2001. Uh, Wenswig, he was the owner of the Canadian company that was called Advanced Digital Communication. So the company, ADC, was one of the four firms working on this joint venture with Fidel Castro to explore Cuban waters, which, you know, we all know that a lot of those waters hold hundreds of treasure ships from the Spanish colonial era. Um, so the team was using like this um, sonar equipment to scan uh, like a two square kilometer area in the sea floor. Um, and they noticed this uh, symmetrical and geometric stone structure that resembled an urban complex. And that's where this myth come from. After they noticed that, you know, they contacted the media and the media went and did this whole thing on how the Atlantis is um, under Cuba's water and all this and that. And then they said that they were going to investigate further to prove it. Um, Ten plus years has gone by. No one has been able to prove that this is true in any in any studies even the media has never talked about it anymore i know a lot of people again have posted things about this about the city the atlantis being in the waters of cuba and all this and that but this is this is not true and as you said you know we must be honest we must but we must also be honest if we know the truth i I don't think people that actually post that they do it with any malice I think people are proud. They want to believe that it's true. It's romanticized. And they want to believe that Iman de Valera, they want to believe that the ladies um, of Havana were part of the, um, the War of Independence and, and gave millions of dollars to George Washington. And they want to uh, believe that the Atlantis was discovered in Cuba, you know? So those are all things that we must uh, be very, very careful with, in my opinion.
1: I actually have heard about that Atlantis theory in Cuba too, yeah. Um, I even heard that they found like potential, you know, sites that could be Atlantis, like even in Spain, like in the in, in this little park or something that's like all submerged. It's it's, it's interesting, but I, I don't know. There, some people even say that perhaps Atlantis was just that, a story, a fantasy. Yeah,
0: I mean, for all we know, nothing has been proven. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and like to help support the Cuban Family Roots Podcast, please share with others, post it on your social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Cuban Family Roots or on Twitter at Cuban Family Roots Podcast or Facebook at Cuban Family Roots Podcast. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.